0: Dr. Jason Lancaster.
1: Over the past 40 plus days, many of you have been going through Hidden Within, the 40-day Scripture Memory Project. We've been challenging all of you to go through that. And I talked to someone this morning who said they finished the book and they're really encouraged. And I spoke with someone else who said they they want more verses. Uh, The app has 40 days and then 40 more days. And I said, go to the app and she said, well, I've already done all 80 days. I'm like, well, I'm out of verses. No, <laughs> you can always add your own uh, and keep going and keep going and keep going. Well, one of the ways I want to encourage you to start memorizing, if you've not started yet, to, to, to get at it is um, each week we have Scripture reading up here. And I want to invite uh, Marcia up here. And I've asked her this morning to recite our passage She's memorized the book of Ruth, but I've asked her to recite our passage this morning from Ruth chapter four, verses 13 through 22. Ruth chapter four, verses 13 through 22. Let's go ahead and stand for the reading of God's word.
2: So after the elders and all had given their blessing to the union of Boaz and Ruth, we start in verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth, And she became his wife, and he married her, and she became his wife, and the Lord enabled her, he went into her, and the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. Now the women said to Naomi, blessed is the Lord who has not left you without a redeemer today, and may his name become famous in Israel. And may he also be to you a restorer of life and a sustainer of your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you and is better to you than seven sons has given birth to him today. So Naomi took the child and laid him on her lap and became his nurse. Then the woman gave him a name saying a son has been born to Naomi today and so they called him Obed. Now these are the generations born to Perez. To Perez was born Hezron, and to Hezron was born Ram, and to Ram, Aminabad, and to Aminadab was born Nashan, and to Nashan was born Salmon, and to Salmon, Boaz, and to Boaz was born Obed, and to Obed was born Jesse, and to Jesse David. This is the conclusion of the book of Ruth.
1: Amen. Amen. You may be seated. It's always so encouraging to hear the Word of God recite it, and hope that encourages you to, to dive in yourself. Thanks, Marsha. That was great. I'm excited about the Word this morning because I believe that God's truth is uh, can give you such a vision that is going to change your life. Uh, and I know some of you are new. You haven't been with us. We've been going through Ruth. Uh, it's okay. You'll pick up a little bit on where we've been uh, as we finish today. But just a quick heads up. God's been using the choices of certain individuals in this book to advance His overall plan in such a way that the decisions that they've made have an impact on God's kingdom long after them. And that's what I'm going to press upon you today with one slide and one point from the outline that says this. Today's obedience has future kingdom benefits. Today's obedience has future kingdom benefits. This is true even for you that God is working through you in such a way that your obedience today can have an impact on God's kingdom long after you've passed off this earth. And we're all familiar with the idea of legacy, right? We can pass a legacy on. Uh, Maybe if you uh, have served in a certain place as a volunteer, you, you wanna pass on that legacy, or if you're a parent, or a grandparent, you want to pass on a legacy. But, but I'm talking more than just a personal legacy this morning. Because when you sometimes think about a personal legacy, you can put a lot of pressure on you to, to pull it off. And if you've not been leaving a very good legacy, you're like, I better do something here before the end. But that's, that's not exactly what I'm talking about. I'm trying to get, give you this bigger picture that God has a plan that he's working out in his kingdom plan that goes beyond us and that lasts forever. And get this your obedience in that plan today could have an impact after you're long gone or to put another way today's obedience has future kingdom benefits and I really want you to grab a hold of this vision today to see that your small obedience to the commands of God and even the big risk you take can impact people now and have a lingering effect on into eternity. And I pray that God will open your eyes as we see that this morning in the book of Ruth. So let's go and jump in. Ruth 4, starting at verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And he went into her, and the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. Boaz and Ruth, they're following God's perfect design of marriage and then marital intimacy and as we see from this intimacy comes a son and it was the lord who enabled her to conceive god has been in this plan all along and now he gives ruth and boaz a son can you imagine the kind of character that ruth and boaz are passing on to their son and the generations to follow You think about the the decisions they've made to act with integrity toward one another. But you may say, yeah, but what about Ruth? Ruth has a past. She comes from Moab. Did you know that they worship the god Chemosh where they would sacrifice people to this god and there was a lot of sexual immorality involved and yet God took Ruth from that place of immoral evil and brought her under his wing and brought her salvation within Israel. And I just think about my past is part of my story that I pass on to my kids that their dad at their age was living a very immoral life. And yet God saved me out of that life, brought me into his kingdom, and that's part of my story. And what I want to pass on to them now is obedience to Jesus Christ that can land in their life and be passed on to their kids and their kids and their world because you understand that parenting can have lingering effects grand parenting can have lingering effects for good more for bad but today's obedience future kingdom impact let's keep looking at it verse 14. Then the woman, the women said to Naomi, Blessed is the Lord who has not left you without a Redeemer today, and may His name become famous in Israel. Now the focus is back on Naomi. And I just want to tell you, the book starts off really bad for Naomi. For those of you who weren't here, she's a woman who's now gone from tragedy to triumph. She went from a famine to feast and from childlessness to offspring. And she's probably in her house right now and she's got all the ladies over. They're all over for a women's Bible study and they, they come over. <laughs> they come over to her house and that they, they these are the women that heard her call her name Mara. Remember that part in the beginning? She don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. I'm bitter. And now the women are back. And they've seen this miraculous turnaround. And and we're not exactly sure of the details, but it looks like I think that the women are coming from Ruth and Boaz's house and they got this baby and they're bringing the baby over to Naomi. And did you notice what it says here in verse 14? That the baby is called the Redeemer. Did you see that? Did you see that? Blessed is the Lord who has not left you without a Redeemer today. The baby is called the Redeemer. Or, or the one in who the redemption has been realized, that this baby will function as a redeemer to pull Naomi out of childlessness, to kept the name alive of her dead husband, Elimelech, and the inheritance. And this baby is going to take care of her in her old age. And the women, they make this, prof- this prayerful, prophetic plea, and look what they say to it. They say, may his name become famous in Israel. little do they know that this little baby is become famous in Israel where the descendants are going to come from him, such as David and the greatest descendant ever, Jesus Christ. And I really hope you're cluing in here that God has used the faithfulness of Boaz and Naomi and Ruth to advance his plan, not only in their lives, but beyond their lives. And I want to keep pressing this, because we saw little small and big decisions that these people made that played into God's plan, and it could have gone a different direction. Do you remember when Ruth came to Boaz on the threshing floor at night, and the threshing floor is often where prostitutes were, and it's late at night, and Ruth comes, and Boaz has decisions right there if he's going to take advantage of her or be a man of integrity. And a lot of guys like to think that what they do in private when no one else is looking is really not going to impact too many other people. Perhaps it may impact their wife negatively, but beyond that it will just stop. And we don't understand what's going on is that our decisions men in private as well as in public have an impact not only on our wives, but it impacts on down the line. And right here we have Boaz making an incision of integrity. And it plays out into a good way as now we have this baby and God's mission is going to continue. Verse 15, may he also be to you a restorer of life and a sustainer of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and is better to you than seven sons has given birth to him. You see, just when Naomi thought her family line was done for good, God brings along this redeemer who would restore life and carry on the family's name. So childlessness is replaced by an heir, and famine is replaced by a continual feast. And this is God's goodness to Naomi, but the human instrument was Ruth. Unless you love that little phrase there, that ruth is better than seven sons that's awesome a well, lot why is she better than seven sons? well she left her homeland and her guides to come take care of naomi she went out to the fields to glean at great personal risk to herself and that she didn't go after marriage to the younger or the richer men but she married the redeemer boaz and what we see here is that her love continues toward naomi and that ruth get this Ruth is giving Naomi a share in raising the boy. Now, this may seem weird, and I, I don't understand everything that's going on here, but it, it looks kind of like a situation we may understand like a foster mom. As the boy is going to grow up, he is going to treat Naomi like his mom, and he's going to care for her in her old age. And you think, are you sure? Well, look at verse 16. Verse <laughs> 16. Then Naomi took the child and laid him in her lap and became his nurse. You see what I'm saying here about foster mom? Naomi seems to be taking care of him in this mother-like role, puts him on his, her lap and becomes his caretaker. And it gets even clearer in verse 17. Look at verse 17. The neighbor women gave him a name saying, a son has been born to Naomi. So they named him Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Isn't this great? The women are all over there. It'd be be like your Bible study in your house naming your child. And that's what's going on here. The women named him Obed, which means servant or servant of the Lord. And it's very appropriate that he will serve the Lord in many ways. But this is no ordinary child because you notice there that it says that Obed was the father of Jesse, the father of David. That would be King David. So David's grandpa was Obed. Did you know that? It's like the narrator is putting some time and space between Naomi and King David. And I'm trying to think to myself, how in the world did a little story about two widows just trying to make ends meet end up being centered on King David. Can you believe that? All they're trying to do is is be faithful while God was, was crafting this dynasty that would eventually end up with King David and eventually the Lord Jesus Christ. Little do they know that through their little small acts of obedience, God is working this plan. Two widows. God had a plan. We have a variety of widows in our church and sometimes you may think that "Eh, is god doing anything does he have a plan anymore oh you need to know that god has a plan and if you are his child he is working in you to fulfill that plan and he's working that plan even today and he's going to work that plan tomorrow and in fact i believe that many of you god is using you in such a way that his plan Be worked out even after you're gone, where your obedience is going to have future kingdom impact. God is not done with any of us. Well, keep going. Look at verses 18 through 22. Now, these are the generations of Perez. To Perez was born Hezron, and to Hezron was born Ram, and to Ram, Abinadab. And to Abinadab was born Nation, and to Nation, Salmon, and to Salmon was born Boaz and to Boaz Obed and to Obed was born Jesse and to Jesse David the book is kind of concluding with these these ten generations where you think about God's faithfulness to bring about David <laughs> there could have been so much human breakdown and sin that could throw off this whole dynasty but God is in control even during the turbulent time of the judges God is raising up these faithful men and women who would obey to carry out His plan. He was moving then, and He's moving now. And He's using people who want to obey Him to carry out His plan. Even the small choices you make fall into God's big plan to contribute toward the advancement of His plan in history, even after you pass off the scene. But let's talk about reality as well. Just as you can leave a positive impact after you're gone, you can also pass on the negative. And I know some of you made some decisions when you were younger. Maybe you weren't such a great parent. and maybe your kids aren't following Jesus. I know some of you made some decisions in the past where you've not been focused on the Lord. you've lived a life that's pretty much been focused on you. And you come to this point point, you're like, you sure God still wants to do something with me? And I want you to know that there is not only forgiveness in the cross of Christ, but there is forgiveness and a new life of empowerment to be used by God. Through the cross and resurrection, you can be forgiven of the past sins and mistakes that have even hurt other people. And you don't need to live the rest of your life in shame. You've received forgiveness. But you also need to know that God is not done with you. You can still make decisions today, no matter how much you've messed up in the past, that can play into God's kingdom that He wants to advance in this world, no matter how bad you've blown it. And you you may say to me, prove it. Prove it that God can still use sinners to advance His plan. Prove it. Prove it. Okay, I'm going to prove it to you right now. Alright? You ready for this? I'm going to prove it to you. Turn to the book of Matthew. Can you do that? Turn to Matthew. It's the first book in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to show you that God can use sinners to advance His plan. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to briefly read this really exciting genealogy. And I know some of you have never seen some of this before. This is going to blow your mind, okay? You ready for this? This is amazing. We're not going to read the whole thing. We'll just start in verse 1. By the way, this is the genealogy that leads up to Jesus. Verse 1. The record of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac the father of Jacob. Okay, let's stop. Jacob. He is the founding father of Israel. And habitual deceiver. God still saves deceivers today and uses him to advance his kingdom. Keep going. And Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah, but Tamar Perez was the father of Hezron and Hezron the father of Ram, This is very similar to the Ruth genealogy. Ram was the father of Amminadab. Aminadab the father of Nation, and Asha the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab. What? Who is Boaz's mom? Do you see that? Can you believe that? That's a former prostitute. What? God is taking a former prostitute and using her? God still takes even the sexually immoral today, saves them and changes them and uses them. You doubt that? Look right here. Boaz was the father of Obed by Ruth and Obed the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David the king. David was the father of Solomon by Bathsheba who had been the wife of Uriah. (laughs) Don't you just want to ask God, God, can you leave that part off? You see that David, King David, right? It mentions him, he's a follower of Solomon by this woman named Bathsheba whom he committed adultery with and oh, by the way, killed her husband. Let's not leave that in there and it's left in there. Why is it left in there? Because God still saves, apparently, those who've really gone off the rails. And forgives them and wants to use them. Do you believe that? Hopefully that will encourage you that no matter what you've done, there is forgiveness. And God still has a plan that your obedience today, no matter what you've done in your past, you may be forgiven, and your obedience today can have future kingdom impact and benefit long after you're gone had a really close friend who lived a wretched life. And God saved him. And he started sharing the Gospel with others. And people got saved. But then a crazy freak thing happened at a very young age. He died. And in some ways I don't understand and cannot explain fully, somehow that the money he had saved was set up in such a way that it advanced future kingdom works in church planning future kingdom works in caring for vulnerable children and so even though he passed off the scene get this the people that he invested in while he was alive We're still following Jesus and investing in others. And even after he's dead, the way he set things up, God's kingdom is still advancing as churches are being started and vulnerable children are being cared for. And I think that is amazing. God's got a plan to use you beyond you, God's got a plan to use you beyond your days here based upon simple acts of obedience. God's not done with any of you. And He has a plan. That through your obedience, He's going to impact this world and advance His kingdom far beyond you, far beyond me, all into eternity for His glory. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You that You are not done with us. We thank You that You are working Your plan and you want to work your plan and your mission through human instruments and lord we want to step up and we may be destitute like ruth and have nothing and we just ask you to use us we may have a background where we have blown it we have sinned we have ruined our lives and the lives of others we ask for forgiveness And Lord, I just ask that there be no man here and no woman here will be crippled by their past that they can't walk in obedience today. May there be no woman here and no man here who looks backward and gets so discouraged that they stall out in going forward. Show my brothers and sisters that there is forgiveness. There is forgiveness for the likes of Jacob. There is forgiveness for the likes of Rahab and David. That You want to use us as sinners. Save us. Clothe us in Your righteousness. Call us saints. Perfect in Your eyes. And use us. That we not stall out by go forward, but continue to go forward and obey. And understand that today's obedience has future kingdom benefits far beyond us. In Jesus' name, Amen.